Last night, the mayor joined a whole cavalcade of police, fire and EMS, and they traveled along Toronto's Hospital Row and University to express their gratitude just before eight o'clock. And I know a lot of people are all already doing this in their own neighborhoods, thanking doctors and nurses and employees who've been on the front lines and quite frankly, are taking uh, a risk to their own health to help other people. So uh, it continues. And it is nice. I have heard from a lot of uh, people in the front lines that, you know, just the fact that they're driving by people's houses and seeing those rainbows that kids are painting and putting on their windows, just what uh, it, it helps them. It, it fuels them and uh, makes them feel appreciated. And that is extremely important that we let them know that we do appreciate them. Let's talk about the challenges that COVID-19 presents to uh, EMS workers. We're joined now by Mike Merriman, the uh, paramedic and EMS unit chair for QP Local 416. Welcome to the show, Mike. It's good to have you back. Good morning, Kelly, and thank you for having me on. One of the reasons why uh, we wanted to reach out to you is is Chris heard from a friend that some paramedics are being turned away from long-term care homes. Is that true? Uh. There is truth to it initially, but this goes back probably a good uh, three or four weeks ago, Kelly. It was due to the uh, long-term care facility screening procedures. There was uh, one question there that was a little bit of a a gray area, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, but they would basically ask, you know, have you been in contact with anybody with flu-like symptoms or has had recent travel? And, of course, as paramedics, dealing with those type of patients, we'd have to answer yes. So we failed the long-term care screening, and they were denying uh, entrance to paramedics. That was quickly sorted out, and basically now um, it's covered by the the, uh, internal screening that's done with the service. But that's all been sorted out. It hasn't been an issue for, I'd say, a good three to four weeks now. But that's that's all. I would imagine paramedics would be called to long-term care homes to deal with someone who is in uh, immediate distress and needs to be transferred to the hospital. You know, with COVID-19, we're hearing that a lot of these places are on lockdown and you're not being transferred to to the hospital. What is the protocol with paramedics being called to long-term care homes now? Uh, you know, and what are they being called for and, and to address? Well, again, it could, it, it could run the gambit of, you know, the elderly having falls in a nursing home. It could be a flu-like symptoms. But basically, again, we wear full PPE going into those calls and, uh, you know, transport to the hospital. There was only the initial issue, again, of that, uh, you know, we weren't passing the question, that one question they had in their screening um, for obvious reasons. But that that's all been, that's all since been sorted out. Are paramedics getting enough PPE? Do you have any problems uh, with supply chain there? Oh, we have a major problem with PPE. Um, I would say we probably have enough supplies now. The problem was that we're using, we're actually using 12-year-old masks that were recalled from the manufacturer. Um, I shouldn't say actually recalled for them being faulty, but recalled because they'd uh, outlived their lifespan. Uh, briefly, the, the masks that we had were carryover from SARS that were in the pandemic supply for you know, the central stores in the city of Toronto. Um, and they were supposed to keep a pandemic supply. Anyways, we found out that uh, we haven't used those masks in years. And uh, we since discovered that uh, they had a large stock of the masks. They're called Pleats Plus. They were made by a company called AS Safety back in the day. AS Safety was bought up by 3M. 
um, and 3M no longer continue to manufacture that former company's mask. And basically, 3M notified, um, at least we were notified, uh, the, the paramedics through our service in November of 2018, that 3M has said uh, they can't uh, guarantee those masks anymore. They've outlived their lifespan. And so, what does that do for the you know the the health and uh, mental health of your uh, workers? I mean, if I knew I was walking around with you know, if I'm in a boat that has a leak in it, and I don't have anything to plug the leak with beyond my finger, I'm going to be slightly terrified. Well, it's obviously very concerning, and as the uh, the union, we've been fielding a lot of calls from our members, and with respect to that, when our health and safety uh, representatives have been all over it. The good news is they've been passing fit testing, which is uh, it's a, basically a machine that we use to tell the, the master making a good uh, seal, and it's yeah. filtering out 95% of the particulate. Um, they have been passing. There's concerns with the elastics because over uh, you know years the elastics deteriorate, so they have to check those elastics in each individual mask that they put on. You know, there's concern you could be on a COVID call and you know the elastic breaks because they are 12 years old and were recalled by 3M, but somebody screwed up major or big time in the city that didn't replace those back in November of uh, uh, 2018, where they would have been able to get masks, no problem, because that was pre-COVID and they weren't competing with the world. Now they're competing with the world. And as you're well aware, it's difficult getting uh, PPE now. So there's a lot of concern by the medics, but obviously it's better than wearing nothing. But unfortunately, you know, that's all we have right now. Has management provided EMS workers with any new protocols for entering people's homes? Um, there have been some. There's been screening. Uh, you know, what's changed is the screening procedures, some of the screening uh, procedures through, uh, through dispatch. They're asking, uh, uh, you know, patients if they can possibly meet the paramedics at the door. There's screening for dispatch, but there's always also screening for medics when we get on scene. It's basically we go through the same screening procedures. We keep a good six, six feet away until a lot of the questions are asked. We basically have them put, you know, toss them in a mask, have them put on a mask, wait till we gown up and put full PPE on, you know, if we, you know, if, if it could be a COVID call, right? So, um I think there's a, you know, there's good protections put in place in that regard. But again, there's been concerns about wearing 12 year old masks that were Mm -hmm. false, but it is what it is. I imagine that would be, uh, yeah, very uh, disconcerting for people that are, you know, trying to save other people's lives. Uh, Mike, always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Have a good day.